When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Day two of an eventful week on the grass is in the books. Plenty of highlights and storylines to break down here on TC Live from London, Berlin, Halle, and Birmingham. Glad to have you with us as we get set for a fantastic show. And here is what's coming up on the show. Who on the men's side could make the ultimate breakthrough at Wimbledon? Our experts will make their picks from a group of young stars. And look back. Who is it on the grass? Once again, Serena Williams officially playing Wimbledon. Plus, she'll also be playing a tune-up next week. And as NBA superstar Steph Curry and his Warriors get closer to another championship, his head coach comparing him to one of tennis's big three. Those stories and much more beginning right now on TC Live. Hello and welcome to our Santa Monica studios. No Eagle, Mark Knowles, the Hall of Famer Andy Roddick. Glad to have you with us as we get set for a fantastic show. Nolsey, uh, you just finished up calling the first two sets of that Tommy Paul Dennis Shapovalov match. I'd imagine that it's difficult, especially for Tommy Paul, now has to sleep on it and think about getting that first grass court win. Yeah, it's always difficult. And as Andy knows, when you get that late match, especially at Queens with darkness and also some moisture as well, you, there is a chance if you go three sets, you're going to have to come back the next day. And I thought Shapovalov did a really good job there, just kind of zoning in, realizing they wouldn't be able to go three. He just wanted to secure that second set, and he did his job. Mm, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, the thing is, you, you, this not before times, and you, that's the way tennis is. The thing I miss the least of tennis is the waiting and the unpredictability. So, listen, for, for Denis Shapovalov, as Mark said, great job. He's been losing a lot of first-round matches coming into this. So, hey, maybe you get competitive matches on two consecutive two consecutive days, even though it's the same match. I actually kind of like this for Dennis regroup, kind of get in the pattern of playing matches uh, continuously as opposed to one and done. And I imagine that waiting for TC Live to begin, not easy as well. So we appreciate your patience, <laughs> as always, Andy Roddick. And we get to our first match and featured match of the day. Matteo Berrettini in London coming off of a title last week in Stuttgart. Fantastic stuff again on the grass for Berrettini as he wins 6-3 over Andy Murray in the third. So what would he do for an encore? It's not a simple first matchup for him Dan Evans who is going to come certainly motivated in London and Matteo Berrettini Nolsey came out firing early yeah Berrettini plays so well on the grass we just showed the title run last week but I like that aggressive play there from Berrettini we know about the big serve the big forehand and there's a big serve to seal that first set but what I really like from what I see from Berrettini is how aggressive he's becoming you know, he's been out with injury. Last week was his first week back. Good movement, as always. And how about that little mm. cheeky pass off the one-hander? So, Berrettini really firing on all cylinders against a tough opponent. Evans was 0 for 7 on break points. Didn't take advantage of any, any of his opportunities. But the aggressive play from Berrettini was impressive for me. 
no doubt about it. 21 aces all said and done for Berrettini. 6-3, 6-3 in an hour 36 for the world number 10. And he follows up that title in Stuttgart with a win today. So more impressive play on the grass. And Berrettini moves on over in London. Also on the court, a grass court guy that we always are looking towards for the entertainment value. Nick Curios, Andy, did not disappoint so far. Yeah, it's like every time we get excited about Curios, like we did in Indian Wells in Miami when he was playing great, he takes a couple of months off. But here he is back on the grass. His game is just tailor-made for the service, likes to come forward, can flatten out that back end. We see the feel right here, the movement, the ability to kind of create something out of nothing. This is what makes us want more from Nick Curios. We see these highlights. We see the racket control here from behind his body, able to still control it down the line. Uh, this is a guy nobody wants to see early in Wimbledon. There's some serious floaters on the men's side with Andy Murray playing well. Uh, Nick Kyrgios here in the fold, and in true Kyrgios fashion, maybe a little <laughs> bored uh, here at five ball in the second set, had to entertain himself as well as the crowd a little bit. Uh, old serve to go up 6-5 there as we see the replay. Ask the question of Altmaier. One of the things we don't give Nick enough credit for, that back in return is rock solid. It's compact, technically sound. Kyrgios moving on. How about the Andy Roddick look there from Nick Kyrgios? The hat backwards. That's, I was that's say, a Roddick that was, staple. That was a battle of the backwards hats. <laughs> and not to mention, Kyrgios pulled it off with a flat brim, which I don't know if Andy ever did. <laughs> I don't know that that was a thing back 20 years ago. <laughs> I, I, I did it for a moment in time when it came off. But also, he had the little flippy thing in the back, right? Backwards, flipped up, a little too creative for me. It was kind of like a white men can't jump throwback <laughs> type of hat for yeah. Nick Curios. But either way, a big win for him. Gets back on the grass, looks good, looks strong. A lot of Curios type of tennis. And considering what happened last weekend, considering how he faltered out in Stuttgart, felt like an important win now moving towards Wimbledon. Very important. It's important for him to get a couple of match wins under his belt. As Andy alluded to, he's going to be extremely dangerous at Wimbledon, right? Wimbledon's going to be missing some players between Zverev's injuries, between some of the players not being able to play. So Nick Kyrgios is somebody that you circle and put a big circle. I think he could do some real damage at Wimbledon this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the, the thing about Kyrgios is, is that can his body hold up? Do we know if he's been training? One of the things that makes him so fantastic to watch is we just don't know where his body's at. We don't know where his game is at most of the time. But one thing we do know, the guy can flat out play on grass. He's not scared to go against the biggest names in the game. Center court, big courts, he likes those even more. So like Mark said, you do not want to see him if you're a seated player anywhere near your name in the first couple of rounds. And look, from a fan's perspective, it's always great to see him on the court, on center court, doing great things. So we will look forward to what Nick Kyrgios can bring to the All-England Club as we move over to Berlin. The top seed, Anj Jabor in action, taking on Karolina Mohova and Nolzi. She might have the top seed. She certainly backed it up in her first matchup. Oh, Anj Jabor looked terrific against Muhova, who's a tough opponent. A nice forehand passing shot there. Anj Jabor has such good creativity. I really think she's going to be a force to be reckoned with at Wimbledon. Obviously, the disappointment at the French, but I think that that little layoff is going to help her just kind of reset. She'd won so many matches heading into the French. Now a little bit of time to reset. Her ability to hit different shots to make her opponent uncomfortable is going to translate so well on the surface. She loves the drop shot. So this was a nice, convincing win for Ange Jabour. Yeah, 6-3, 6-3 ends up being the final. And we got to hear from Jabour after her victory on court. She's in
amazing player. I, I know she plays really well on grass. Uh, so it was a tricky match, obviously. You can see a lot of uh, drop shot slices uh, in the match. But it, it's not easy. But, um, you know, I just take each match at a time. And I, I want to really improve every time and uh, bring out the best uh, in myself. Marina Sabalenka coming off a tough loss in a final last week in the Netherlands, taking on Veronica Kudermatova and Andy. This was another one where it looked like it may go Sabalenka's way, and then things turn in a hurry. Yeah, I mean, Sabalenka, as I first said, the first two highlights we see, she's, she's made a mannequin out of her opponent, right? You're just not moving. She has that type of power. But you never really know what that serve is going to do under pressure. And here we see what seems like a routine match. Can't serve it out, throws in a double. She starts grunting a little bit louder, playing off the back foot a little bit. Those balls she was going for early, you can see she's a little tight now. Looks, kind of shows you exactly what she's thinking at all times. Good for us to watch, maybe not good for her to do uh, while she's on the, the court, but credit to Kuder Matova for staying in there, realizing that her chance might come, that she still wanted to make Sabalenka try to serve it out, and Kuder Matova did not make the same mistake that Sabalenka did, was able to, to serve it out there in the third set. Way to hang in there. Kuder Matova saved 13 of 17 break points that she faced in this match, winning at 6-4 in the third. As we move over to Hala and Felix Ojealiasim taking on a former Bruin, Marcos Giron. So, of course, Andy Roddick has the highlight. Every time someone says holla, I think of Ja Rule. Anyways, uh, <laughs> FAA, FAA is absolutely great. I, I, I love his game on grass, but Jerome hits the ball through the court, moves really well, low center of gravity. I thought this one could be uh, a little challenging. Didn't look that way early on with FAA and cruise control. Obviously not the best volley. He went to the Roddick School of Volleying there, unfortunately. But FAA <laughs> threw that first set. Uh, hello, Shadows. That can't be very fun. Uh, but Garon finding his stride, able to switch directions. You see the way he's able to move in and out of the court. I keep harping on it because it is just that important on the grass. Garon always going to uh, compete is able to pump that ball through the court, letting you know that he is there and he is going to fight for this match. But FAA, too much class here in the third set. You can't coach returning that type of power. Uh, FAA moving on has to be one of the top five, seven contenders at Wimbledon. He's not always there when you call, but he's always on time. And Felix Ogiali has seen with a great win in three as we move over to Stefano Tsitsipas taking on Benjamin Bonzi. And Nolsey, Stefano Tsitsipas, this was a similar situation Oje Aliasim. It took a little bit of an extra push for him to get through. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, really, to watch Stefano Tsitsipas on the grass this year, right? He moves so well. Certain things are missing in his game for the grass as far as chipping returns, using the slice more effectively. Bonzi started to hit some clean winners in that second set and took complete control. He was really controlling play from the back of the court and a great two-hander here to seal the deal in the second. But Tsitsipas, a true professional, right, just got back to the basics. This was a little lucky. Shanked that return, got Bonzi to come forward, then a nice backhand pass, and then the two-shot pass with the forehand. Got some momentum early there in the third set. This was a tricky match, but a very nice one for Tsitsipas to get through. Tsitsipas, after the disappointing result, losing in the quarterfinal to Andy Murray last week in Stuttgart. A nice bounce back, and it sets up a really entertaining next round with him and Nick Kyrgios going toe-to-toe. -to -toe. As we take a look at our FanDuel Wimbledon odds on the men's side, Novak Djokovic ahead of the pack. Of course, Rafael Nadal not officially confirmed to play in the tournament. Carlos Alcarez at 7-1, and it's hard to argue with those odds given the way that he's played all year long. But we see some of the names. We see some of the talent on the men's side. And look, Novak Djokovic, 
obviously going to be the favorite going into the tournament. But if you guys had to pick, and Andy, we'll start with you. If you had to pick someone else, either a next-gen player or any other player in the field that you think could challenge for that title, who would it be? Well, one of the names that's missing from that list and, you know, at 21 to 1 with Tsitsipas with a, a, a bit of a sparse grass court record, right? We're basing it on his successes from other tournaments and other surfaces. Where is Marin Silic on that list? The guys made the finals of Wimbledon, just made the semis of Roland Garros, uh, a, a tournament that we, we didn't even think he had a chance in. Uh, I, I don't know how he's not in the top six or seven uh, names, especially with those those names that we saw. Now, do, is Rafa Nadal, did that procedure help? Is he going to be able to play uh, well on the grass? He's it, When he is there, he's very, he's very good on grass. I mean, we always forget that he's won Wimbledon twice, right? We don't give him enough credit just because he's so good on clay. But Marin Cilic has to be on that favorites list. I love the call from Andy Roddick there. I mean, Marin Cilic has to be on that list, right? He's playing so well. He's in good form. He's played well at Wimbledon before, believes in his abilities. And I also like Nick Kyrgios on that mm -hmm. list. I mean, I know we don't know what to expect, but when you look at those odds, I think the odds are way too good for Carlos Alcaraz. He doesn't have the experience on this surface. Of course, he's playing well. But grass is a different surface, as Andy knows better than most. And also for somebody like Tsitsipas, I think he needs to add a couple of components to his game to really go deep. Obviously, we're missing some stars this year at Wimbledon. But I think I like those names, Chilich, Kyrgios, that maybe aren't on that board. Huge opportunity for a number of names to potentially swing in and take their first major of their career. We still have plenty of highlights to go through from all four tournaments of the week. Plus... As the NBA Finals head to Game 6, Steph Curry has been compared to one of the big three by his head coach. We'll share that story and more a little bit later on TC Live. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Make tennis.com your online information source throughout Tennis Channel's London Calling. Stay current with live match scoring and stats, draws, rankings, plus all the latest player and grass court tournament news leading up to Wimbledon. Finish tennis.com today. So many highlights, so many storylines. That includes the wild cards for Wimbledon. Stav Wawrinka, who we saw get a huge win earlier today. In the gentleman's side of things, Tim Van Reithoven, the big star from last week, got a wild card. On the ladies' side, well, there's a familiar name right at the top. We've got plenty of discussion on that storyline a little bit later on the show. Katie Bolter will hear from her as well. And a fantastic lineup of names, players in what should be an outstanding tournament. Upset of the day. A local wild card knocks off the number one seed at Queens Club. We've got details on the way here on TC Live. Welcome back to TC Live. We go back to Hollow, where world number 12 QB Hercotch taking on another former UCLA standout, Maxime Cressy. All right, Nolsey, I'll give you this Bruin. Yeah, you got to give it to me. The Bruin likes to move forward. He knows his game style, but Hercotch with a nice return there early. Gets the early break and is able to hold serve throughout that first set. Secures it 6-4. But one thing you know about Cressy, he's going to continue to be very aggressive. Great pressure here on the second serve. 
doesn't even allow Hercotch to get that ball back in play. And frustration for Hercotch because you don't play players like this very often. So Cressy wins the second set, but Hercotch gets back to basics. Good return there. Tough low volley. Gets the break and ultimately gets the win. But it was a struggle. This was a fiery back and forth. 86 combined winners in this match. And eventually, as mentioned, Hercotch gets through as we move from one American to another. Sebastian Quarter taking on Christian Garin. Andy Roddick. Sebastian Quarter showing off on the grass. Yeah, and he's fluent in grass court tennis. Obviously played well last year, made the second week at Wimbledon. But as balls go through the court, he's able to step in, take those uh, second serve returns early. Everything he naturally does well translates better to grass. You see this ball flight, he flattens it out. He's able to play some D moves okay. Uh, this was a, a pretty comfortable matchup against Garin. Garin uh, likes grass about about as much as I like play. So this is a match that Corda uh, should have done pretty well on. On paper, you still have to go out and execute and win the matches. But right here, the switch of directions, the nuance with the lob, I really like what I've seen uh, from Seb Corda on grass in the past. And it was more uh, more of that today. Just a matter of he can consistently go through matches without getting his serve broken a bunch. But great forward match. Uh, love what I saw from Seti. Incredibly efficient at that 11 of 12 there. Plays Pablo Carreño Busta in the next rounds. We go back to London. Casper Ruud is the top seed at this tournament. Ryan Penniston is a wild card. Unknown, essentially, at home. And Andy, he really impressed in front of his hometown crowd. Yeah, and if you see that first rally there, Rafa really exposed uh, Rude in the Rolling Girls final with his inability to kind of check that ball down the line from the backhand side. And Penniston got the rally that he wanted more often than not today with kind of hooking that cross court for him and making Rude, challenging him to switch directions up the line. It didn't happen. You see he guessed right and uh, and picked that one off in the breaker. Uh, but Rude just never really looked super comfortable. Wasn't isn't able to get those RPMs in the forehand like he is uh, on the clay court stuff. But credit to Penniston, right? Like he's never been in this situation before with this crowd, and to go out and execute and close when you were supposed to. Props. I hope he remembers this moment forever. Job well done today. Two hours, ten minutes on the court, converted just one of his ten break points, finds his way through in straight sets. A moment. As Andy said, he will certainly never forget. As we go over to the social net, biggest news of the day comes from Serena Williams. The GOAT, some would argue it, sure. Still going for that major title after 2017 Australian Open. Has not played since the 2021 Wimbledon. Well, she's back on the court. And Nolsey, she's going to play a tune-up next week into Wimbledon the following. What's the expectation, at least from our perspective, from a fan's perspective, what should we be expecting from Serena now in these couple of tournaments? Well, this is exciting. News. I, I personally didn't see this coming. I know Andy's really good friends with Serena, so he might have had the down low on this. But this is super exciting, and I believe there's no way Serena would have come back unless she felt she was prepared to win some matches and also possibly challenge for the title. So I'm, I'm super excited. Can't wait to see how she does. Nosey, I knew nothing. And especially <laughs> after that, dire that direct entry into the singles list where she wasn't on the entry list, I'm like, oh, no, it's not going to happen. But... Gosh, was I excited when I saw this picture on, on Twitter today saying, listen, I'm back on the grass. I'm ready to roll. I love that she's playing uh, a tune-up in Eastbourne. I love that she's playing doubles there. Hopefully she gets her reps. Listen, it's not easy to go from no matches at all to trying to actually uh, force yourself on a major championship, but there has been no one better in history coming into a tournament, being undercooked, and being able to play their way into an event than Serena Williams. Now, we're comparing her to herself from, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. 
but the goats are the goats for a reason. If she can get a match or two in, watch out. I'm certainly here for it. That's always going to be the mentality with anybody who's on that level. If they can just find some sort of rhythm, you never know how it's going to react. And Serena Williams, it's always just good to see her back on the court. So we are very excited as we move towards a different sports world. The NBA, this was after Game 5 of the NBA Finals last night. Steve Kerr talking about a little bit of their visit a couple years ago in Shanghai. Actually, let's take a listen to exactly what he said about their visit with Roger Federer. I'm talking about the superstar athletes, the you know, Roger Federer's uh, of the world, They're, you know, Steph Curry's of the world. We actually met Federer a few years ago in China um, when we played in Shanghai. And he came and spoke to our locker room. And Draymond asked him, he said, how have you been doing this for 20 years? And his, uh, his answer was just um, simple yet profound. He said, uh, he said, I just, I love, I love my daily ritual. He said, I get up and make my kids breakfast, drop them off at school go train, you know, and I've figured out the right training methods to, to keep me uh, in the in the best position, you know, at my age. I think of Steph a lot with when I think of, of uh, that story from, from Roger Federer. All right, Andy, do you like the comparison? Steph Curry, Roger Federer both have excelled to a different degree within their sport, but in different ways. Yeah, I, I think that's spot on, and I can definitely see the comparison. You know, one of the things, as, as, as I was listening to Steve Kerr say that, is Roger has this unbelievable ability. He's never lost his grasp on the innocence of tennis, why he started playing. So to hear him actually express that uh, to Steve Kerr, to Steph Curry, to the Golden State Warriors, makes a lot of sense. I'm jealous because I was, I, I was defined by how I did the week before. Right? <laughs> I couldn't get over it. I carried it into the next week. His ability to compartmentalize his successes, his failures, and then everything else in his life is a real talent. And from the outside looking in, it seems like something that Steph Curry deals with very well uh, also. Any thoughts? I mean, I agree with Andy 100%. Andy and I both are fortunate to know Roger very well. He's always so happy in his element. He, he loves being in the locker room. He loves the guys, having been part of a number of generations. You know, the Lendels, the Beckers, they wanted to get out of the tour, the Sampras's, the Agassiz's. They couldn't wait to get out. The one thing that's always amazing about Federer is he continues to love it. He's always found a happy place, and there's the parallel with Steph Curry. Yeah, there's also that, that grace, that elegance that both of them have on court in their respective fields. You know, Roger Federer, you, you slow down that one-handed backhand. It's pretty every time. Same with a Steph Curry jump shot. So love it from Steve Kerr. We cross sport, and we get set for our Wednesday schedule here on Tennis Channel starting at 5 a.m. Eastern in Berlin. It all wraps up with encore coverage following TC Live, which we have more of coming up next. Welcome back to TC Live. We got our hot shot of the day with a man who's very familiar with these types of plays, Nick Kyrgios. Yeah, we saw it earlier, but we're going to see it one more time. Nick Kyrgios, always the entertainer. Beautiful shot there on the recovery. Always so entertaining is the Australian. Not easy to do. Change directions on the grass can be slick. You can see puts on the brakes and then great racket work. Always possesses such good hands. So much fun to watch as we get set for our featured matches Wednesday. Medvedev and Gofan will start us right at the top and Hala. Nick Kyrgios, Stefano, Tsitsipas, back-to-back. That is really exciting stuff. Mackie McDonald and Ann Lee both in action along with Coco Goff. But definitely want to focus on that Medvedev and Gofan match. Andy, there's 
interesting styles back and forth between the two. What do you expect in that matchup? Yeah, they're, they're, they're not the guys that come up and punch in the mouth. They put you in a sleeper hold, right? <laughs> and so, uh, obviously, the, the, the big advantage that Medvedev has uh, in, in this matchup um, is, is his serve, right? Gofan, he doesn't have 135 miles an hour uh, in his arm. And Medvedev is going to get a lot of looks at returns, right? He doesn't miss a lot of returns uh, against great servers, which Gofan is not a great server. So, I expect Medvedev to get through. But, listen, Gofan has beaten the top players in the world. He's been there before. Uh, he, he, he can play on all servers. So a tricky matchup, but uh, Medvedev coming off of uh, a finals appearance last week, I like him getting through. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting matchup, right? Also for Medvedev, because, you know, you think about points as well. This is the last time for him to get some points as well against Gofan, somebody who plays very well. It's, the key is going to be for Gofan to cut the court off, right? As Andy mentioned, he doesn't have the size or power to match Medvedev. The way that he really imparts himself is by cutting the court off, taking the ball early, trying to take away time from Daniil Medvedev. But I think the serve is going to be the key. Medvedev can control the match with his serve. Heck of a match for us to start our coverage on Wednesday here on Tennis Channel. We appreciate you joining us for day two of this crash court swing. A whole lot of action still to come, but for Mark Knowles, for Andy Roddick, our entire Tennis Channel crew, no Eagles saying so. So long. Our coverage continues here on TC.